Two, one, look down, they kick the ball. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. One day you're actually going to surprise me in one of those and I'm going to go, I'm going like, to lose my rhythm, I think. Like, where the hell did that come from? You're not mentioning football the whole time you're doing this intro warm-up thing. Uh, yeah, but oh, yeah. I just watched uh, Moss from the IT crowd do the classic, oh, he's kicked the ball and now it's gone over there. <laughs> that, this guy's that a kick the ball. What interesting development! So, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and apparently that kick deserves a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, <I've laughs> pretty much that, World yeah. Cup fever. Yeah, that's um. the World Cup, isn't it? <laughs> I don't get it. People will never get the World Cup. I don't think. Mm. Uh, it's the time when, like, I think the other day, I, like today, me and Mike in the office are watching like Japan play someone. We're like, we'd Japan, never watch Japan, Columbia, but it was yeah. like because it's World Cup. It's like you gotta watch it. So like, I watched Iran Morocco, boring game in the world. I was like, what, yeah. am, I, what am I doing? <laughs> just sitting. There, but you've like, got to watch it. It's the just, World Cup, man. Yeah, it's just four years. Every every four years, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, mate. What's going on? Oh, you know, mate. Just getting trolled. You know, standard, isn't it? Standard life, day in the life, mate. I'm a fitness guru, apparently. Oh. So true. That's kind of shaped today's episode, guys. Just, Idiots, uh, <laughs> just Dan's decided to use every platform going to defend himself. Um, well, just oh, just I don't defend myself against but, a fucking idiot, like. Mm. I'm right. I don't need to defend myself. I know. He's just, just an idiot. <laughs> but we will go into that, mate. Um, yeah. What was the rest of your week? Anything interesting over the weekend? Uh, played cricket at the weekend. Always interesting, isn't it? Always anyway. very interesting. I had Father's Day, didn't I? So I went out for pizza. Of course, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was it, really. And then just straight back into work, you know? No rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. Um, recorded some stuff for YouTube, which is yeah, out on Friday. And yeah. Nothing, nothing extraordinary, mate. To be honest, we've just got um, a few bits and bobs going on, obviously with Team Box and um, Steve's away at the moment. Back Steve on. is away at the moment. Back today, is he, actually? Is he by himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working though, so oh, he's not really okay. by himself. But he's out there. <laughs> working. It's not with anybody. I can't, I can't see anybody there. So uh, <laughs> um, it's just always him, just lying on a bed. That's yeah, like lots of lying on a bed. Just and lying on the bed and then by himself. Yeah. And then mm. I can't assume that he's got friends, so I'm just wondering who's taken the photo. But uh, obviously, he's probably there, just timer, 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 run over. But then it's got to be yeah, within ten seconds enough to <sighs> brace, look yeah, flex. vaguely tanned, flexed, yeah. and then yeah, so it's good. Uh, yeah, so we've had uh, a bit of a relaxed week, really. To be honest, taking the taking the opportunity. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's, um, it's not been quite as crazy, but um, yeah, all good, all good though. What about yourself, Tom? You you were you made it look like you were trying to do some sort of work. You like look like you're in a boardroom. You were trying to pretend that you weren't <laughs> just like PTing. I know, right? Uh, I even went back to my I, the first day setting foot back in my uh, gym where I actually PT was today, Tuesday. Um, I haven't been there since last Tuesday, and everyone was like, "Oh, nice holiday." I was like. I wasn't on holiday. No, did just you not working. check my Insta? God, um, no, I was just working. So we delivered our uh, myself a chap called Luke Worthington, who've had on the show before. A chap called uh, Josh Silverman, um, who is part of the LDMN Academy, London Muscle guys, uh, creator of like level three, level two 
stuff, ISSM deployment nutrition, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we delivered our first third space personal trainer level one, accredited, all good. Yeah, it was good. It was oh, nice. This is a dumbbell. This, this is, is a barbell. This is a game stack. <laughs> this is the, how you use the mop in the gym floor. This is how you wipe sweat off the treadmill. Believe it or not, it was a, it was a little bit, little bit more. Well, that's level one, though, isn't that. it? Sorry. It could be level one. The, well, we say level one, but level one starts from everything post level three personal trainer. So you should have been working as a personal trainer for at least kind of two to five years already before sitting this course. So pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So there's some actually some 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 stuff that people probably have taken away and applied, hopefully, um, straight away. Mm. But yeah, it's good. We just got to write another fucking four to five modules, so five levels, which would be great, absolutely great. So yep. Hopefully, if you want to come join First Base, then hit us up. But we're recruitment day on Thursday, so all good. Oh, I might uh, join. I might come now. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a job. Uh, I've already I've already got the names that I'm who I'm assessing. So it'd be interesting. I'm not not saying on the show, just in case they listen. That'd be funny. Uh, I'm hoping somebody who listens to the show turns up. Can you imagine? Great. I mean, I can imagine. I, it's happened before, so it's absolutely fine. I had to purposely not assess them. Uh, if if that was me, if that was if I was that person and I rocked up, I would just slag me off the whole time, and you're probably going to get the true. I would overall anybody's decision. Yeah, and you were literally like, like, oh, I think Dan's a dickhead. And they'd be like, you're hired. Yes, you're on. Great. Um, right, should we go into what we're meant to be talking about today, mate? Um, I'm going to put both headphones in for this because it could get angry on Dad's behalf. Might need to take all of the uh, all of the kind of swear words that you're throwing at me. But we're going to talk about training volume, exercise selection, setting up a program, I guess, because this is what Dan's been trolled on, and we thought we'd lay some science out because you know Dan's just a guru, guru. Guru, girl? fucking girl. hell! I can't even say the word. Um, yeah. A girl, a real life girl. Yeah. Um, no. So I mean, like, I just put out a post on Instagram, right? Just, just showing that you know, rather than doing like a whole day on chest, a whole day on back, a whole day on shoulder, a whole day on legs, that split them over, over the week is going to lead to better results because it's more optimal. And I just thought I'd pick just a random number of sets. Because I thought, right, most people go in the gym, they'll do like five or six exercises of three to four sets. And I was like, roughly about, about 18 sets, right? So I went with six exercises and three sets. Most people, if they're in a bro split, would do that. So I wrote down chest, back, shoulders, 18 sets, blah, blah, blah. And I split them up on the second half of the, the infograph to show that you can do nine sets on each day and you get better results. And some fucking prick decided <laughs> to comment. And he goes... Uh, oh, 18 sets of shoulders in a week is the dumbest thing I've heard. Well, it's not, actually. It's definitely not. Um, studies show that, well, where are they? What studies? Show that 20 sets is the maximum, but that's the max for really advanced people. But shoulders for 20? Question mark. Nah, you already get a lot of indirect volume stimulus on shoulders on chest day. I'll give him that. You do. A little bit. He's forgetting that the shoulders are made up of more than just your fucking anterior delt. Like... What a dickhead. So I was like, I just sort of said to him, I was like, oh, good luck growing your shoulders if that's your attitude kind of thing. Good luck growing your shoulders. And he was like, oh, they're, he's like, oh, they're growing. Thank quite, quite well, thanks. Yeah, because I don't think <laughs> fitness guys like you. You're a fitness guru or something. And I was just like, oh my God, like this guy. Anyone would have thought I put down like 40 sets or 50 sets or like, you know, something ridiculous. I thought 18 sets was quite like normal. Yeah. So then I thought to myself, okay, like that is literally just doing three sets of overhead press three sets of lateral raises and three sets of rear flies. Like that's all I'm, that's, that's what it would be, right? That's what you'd do. Yeah. 
twice a week is too much volume. I was like, are you fucking for real, mate? That's like the bare minimum. Like, you're hitting each delt with three sets twice a week. I was like, I don't get the problem here. I was like, and, and regardless, I was like, if you're doing chest flies, you're not really hitting your anterior delt all that much. It's only really on pressing. So it's not really a huge amount you're hitting. It might be six sets you're indirectly hitting your shoulders, right? Oh, my God. So, yeah, I just, I mean, he's not replied yet, but I just went in and I was just like, this guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> and and as well, he's probably referring to Mike Israel's like, max recumbent volume, like, theory, which isn't a study. It's just a theory that he's got. I mean, and even, but, and even he, I'm sure, would say that that's not a lot. I mean, but, I've, I've got MRV considerations up right on my screen right now because I've got some documents on this and what I look through. And we've got, like, studies back from... 2002 from a chap called Compass. We've actually got a. I've got a study from Helms in 2015, which is about yeah. volume. Um, then we got MRV stuff uh, with Compass, and I got actually 2018, which is uh, quite current. Let's, let's use that, right? So, in terms of volume, recommended per session is if this is for muscle hypertrophy, so 40 to 70 reps. So you could split that up, say, just sets of 10. So you've got seven sets of 10 for yep. like maximal volume. And that's for just a session. And the recommended is to do that two to three times a week. Mm. So jump that up. How many did you recommend? 18 sets. Over the course of the week. So Over the course of the week. So I've just, reps. I've just recommended 21 sets of 10. Yeah. For probably the high end of like maximal recovery volume. And that's from Helms and Colquhoun. So and the, and the, that, and the that stupid, is recent studies, 2018. And the stupid thing is as well, like, this is the other thing. So taking into account other things like the CNS fatigue of the exercise as well, like lateral raises, mate, are you fucking for real? They're not hard. Like, they're not, like, taxing on your body. Like, if you're suggesting, you know, eight, eight, nine sets of, like, shoulder press or something like military press, then, yeah, obviously it's going to burn you out and you're going to get fatigued. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know, when you just kind of, like what the fuck is going on with people? Yeah, and I'm like, mate, it's lateral raises, chill the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, We've got a little chart for volume recommendations of like reps per session. And it goes up from beginner, like a custom regular lifter, intermediate and expert. And I'm pretty sure Dan sits in the intermediate scope here. And then we could do weekly reps on muscle group for what we've got is about, because my table is about 200. So yeah, so 20 sets per muscle group if you're looking for an accustomed volume range of hypertrophy end of just 10 obviously you can manipulate that how in the intensity you like whatever blah 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 but yeah 20 20 sets per muscle group two to three times a week mate you're gonna grow probably more yeah. than this chap so oh, mate, it's just uh it's just funny though someone sees that and they go oh, you know studies show it's like yeah the studies have shown that mate like that's all well and good <laughs> but like you're talking about it like it's gospel like you couldn't do 22 sets oh no you couldn't do that like that's 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 forbidden like you know you don't go into like the subjects in the study and anything like this and it's just like oh you know you just kind of think to someone like you can tell you've never really trained people very much mate because like that's not a lot of volume for your shoulders and again like i come back to it what encompasses the shoulders, right? You've got, again, you've got three heads of the shoulder. You've got your traps. Is that shoulder? Does that really count? What the, you know, what the trap shrugs sitting? Is that back? Is that shoulder? Blah, blah, whatever. But it was more just a case of like, I was just using it to highlight a point and like, he's just gone like, well over the top with it and you're just like, mate, you're some fucking skinny little runt. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. 
So yeah, wow. He's, he, I think he's doing about ten sets a week on his shoulders. So yeah, he's probably going to grow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like, oh mate, it's just the whole like, it's the whole, and it's kind of where like evidence-based fitness and evidence-based fucking morons come around from because. I'm all for using science to inform your practice. Don't get me wrong. Like I am, I'm, I'm more so than most people I'd say, but it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, if I'd have recommended 40 sets a week, yeah, fucking have a go at me, mate. But like 18 sets is minimal. It's hardly anything. Oh, anyway, that's just, and, um, um, I mean, when it, when it's the quotation of studies show and looking at these studies, I mean, you said this before, I think when we were talking to AJ last week, it's the fact is that, Dan's been training for probably five to seven years pretty well and being generous. And sure. <laughs> the studies of the people that are in the studies are not Dan, more than likely, because if I come to Dan and be like, all right, you're just going to hit your 15 sets of shoulders, you'd be like, well, I know that's probably not enough for me, so I'm not going to do that, mate, um, even though you're going to get like I don't know, 20 quid for it. Or just lunch for six weeks. You'd be like, no, I'm not going to do this. I haven't got the time. There's, yeah. There's going to be people that are you basically, are, it's usually army, it's usually prison that you can conduct these studies on, and that's mm. it. So they're not, they're reliable within a case, but you don't know their training history, you don't know where they're experts or whatever. They could mm-hmm. be getting absolute newbie games, whatever. So it's very hard to, and perceived of trained athlete. I can't remember what the description trained athlete, but I'm sure it's it's not like crazy high for somebody to say you're a trained athlete within a, a scientific study. The thing the thing that the thing that gets me right is like all all I was doing was highlighting to someone that you probably might do a shoulder day, right, from men's health, which would be like military press three sets, upright row three sets, lateral raises three sets, um, a machine press three sets another lateral raise, three sets, you know, and then the finisher of like a burning, and it's like, no, I'm just trying to help someone who probably does that to go, do you know what, you don't have to do all that, like you can just split it up and it'll probably be better for you in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and you just get some fucking moron going on you and I'm like, well, like, like yeah, like like I've quoted something ridiculous. It's just like, no mate, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, people being people, isn't it? But it's it's just that thing of, people assuming that there's like this number that everyone has to do and it's like that's correct for everyone yeah um and like i know for a fact that i have to do more than 18 sets in a week to grow my doubts like, i know i do like, i've been doing that for a while i've done that many sets for a long time like you've got to go to a certain point where you're doing enough volume so that you can create some sort of stimulus to overload like you have to have progressions in your training to overload the muscle um and like I come back to it, like it's about as well, like the amount of joints you use as well as to how much that can fatigue your body and how much that fatigues your system. Because that's like saying, oh, 18 sets of legs is too much. Well, it's not if I do leg extension hamstring curls, is it? Like that's not that's not a lot actually in terms of volume because it's one joint. It's pretty. It's not very fatiguing. I can do quite quite a, quite a lot of them. Um, if that was all fucking one rep max deadlifts, then yes, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> but it, again, it's like that. It's just intensity. Uh, it's just a way of just going right. Here's a diagram to show you that you can split things up a little bit. And someone takes it as that like, I'm giving out fucking exercise prescription to everyone, and that I'm writing their fucking program for them and telling them that's how it, it is for everyone. It's just like no, mate. You are a dickhead. You are a dickhead. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you know, if anyone's having a look at it, I think it's a. Uh, on my Instagram post and it is uh, the one about optimal training yeah mm. I mean I literally don't um, I literally don't prescribe anything I just sort of say 
as an example, I just sort of say your split looks something like chest, back, shoulders, legs. You might want to split those vol- split that volume up over the week. Uh, yeah. Well, so, let's yeah. do it now, mate. Let's let's break it down how maybe I would for you if we're gonna if we're gonna absolutely optimize your training. So let's look at it from like uh, the four pillars as we start to program you. So we're gonna go. I can't even say this word very correctly. So if we went number one when you're looking at an athlete, so we're gonna look at Dan Meek athlete specificity. Specificity. Specific training. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah. So identifying like exercises, muscle groups, loads, contraction types. We got bar speeds, according to my research. So kind of ranges of motion, all that kind of stuff. Um, what are optimal for you as a bodybuilder? What would you start all, to put together? All of them. All Everything, of them. Mate. All Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so range, of thinking, be, range of motion. Range of motion is going to be a big, big thing for you. Clearly, yeah. So you're going to look at probably heightened. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look least, at, or at least ensuring that you, you know, you're you're hitting a muscle from a variety of different movements. Different, well, 100%. Yeah. So you got you're not really contraction types. I think you're probably delving too far into it. Yeah. If you're looking at contraction types, you probably just going to be like. Much, I guess that's more tempo work. Yeah, but you could, it's it's like controlled the whole time, isn't control. it? Like you're going to pause at certain points, you're going to control eccentric, you're going to squeeze. Yeah, it's not going to be quick or rushed. There's not going to be no power so involved in like speeds, bar speeds just, and stuff. Be like yeah, slow, cool. So identifying like muscle groups, we're going to go off that optimal split. What you just play? Yeah, I mean, I usually get that's what I usually look at is that, is that over the course of the week for my weaker areas, I would do yeah. 18, 18 sets a week. So I'm doing at the moment chest, shoulders, yep. um, 18 sets a week, arms, 18 sets a week. So I'm overtraining, so for a start. Um, <laughs> and then I do um, like sort of like legs, back. Legs and back are about 14, I think it is, 14. So yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying, so weak areas, where is of areas that you're going to get specific in are your, you said arms? Chest and shoulders. Arms, chest and shoulders. So if we're looking at our volume recommendations and MRV, we're looking like 70 reps up about that kind of range mm-hmm. per session. Like, And you're hitting three times a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Three times a week, cool. And the rest of them, your legs, the stuff that's pretty much there, it's been training pretty well for the last, it's going to be about yeah 40 to 50 reps per session. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so to two, three times a week. Perfect. So that's where the considerations happen for specific, for Daniel. Because he's more of an intermediate lifter, to mm. e- intermediate to expert. So weekly reps are sitting about two hundred to two ten. But you can bring that down if you're if you're not focusing on error. Then what's the fucking point? You're just gonna remember the one number one training consideration for specific sports is injury risk. Because mm. mm-hmm. you want to fucking be able to train. If you're not, if you're injured, then suddenly your program is not a bodybuilding program. It's a rehab program. Yeah, people won't make gains on rehab programs. I'm to testify that, so we're good. Um, so number two, you have to go to individuality, which is kind of, so if you're looking at specific stuff, then you go individual. You start to take into consideration of what Dan wants. What kind of person is Dan? What do you prefer to do, essentially? So you're modifying it for, kind of, is there certain stuff you respond better to? Is there certain loads that you respond better to? Is there certain kind of patterns? Resting times? Do you like longer sessions? 
I prefer do you, doing. Do I mean, just, I always prefer doing lower, slightly lower reps. I don't like doing much above twelve because it just gets boring. Cool. Yeah. Um, find it hard to concentrate for that long. So yeah, I'd always do. My main hypertrophy range has always been eight-ish. Like I try and keep it around eight. I ra- even rather than ten, like, I still prefer eight. I'd rather lift a little bit heavier for eight than a little bit lighter for ten. Um, on most things. Um, yeah, and then the only reason I could, I'd only go up to 12, 15s on things like, yeah, like raises or um, calves, things like that, abs. Um, even arms, I'd probably just go 8, eight to 10. I don't really delve too far away from it. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, my, like, like I posted today on my Instagram, I posted my, my chest day today. It was like three exercises for chest, three exercises for shoulders. Um, three sets on each shock horror like you know like, I'll, like I'm posting something revolutionary up there do you know what I mean like um, and then I do and then I do a back day where I do my, on my back I do three exercises three sets shock fucking horror again and then I do biceps I do three exercises three sets and then triceps three exercises three sets um, and yeah like I just can't do fucking three sets I just get so I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, towards like five sets four to five sets no, just to just, just to focus on a movement i don't know why i just get too bored well don't think i'm like obviously with biceps right you're still doing a fucking curl regard like yeah it doesn't re- and same with back like you do nine sets but i might do i might do three sets of pull downs i might do three sets of rows and then i might do and then one day i might do another set of pull downs. yeah on if, if your biceps getting involved I'm doing it wrong Oh, my biceps are going to yeah. Too much shoulders. I, I thought that was. Um, number three. So we've got specificity. specificity. I can't say that word. Specificity. There we go. Uh, individuality. <laughs> and number f- the third consideration when you start to build, what is Dan's progressive overload? Um, so what I do is, obviously, weight is the one I go with most of the time. Okay, what else? What are the other options? However, the ones that I also go with on my main lifts of each day is my last set's an AMRAP set, which we know Tom hates because he doesn't like it. But I, hate, um, I just I find so, it hard to quantify. So, like, for today, for example, <laughs> on my bench. So, like, last week on my bench, I did my first set at 70 for 8, and then I did 80 for 8. Uh, no, sorry, 70 for 6, like a, like a tester feeler. Then I did 80 for 6. Now, my last set, set, I did 80 for 8. So this week, I did 80 for 6, 80 for 6, and then 80 for 9. So I progressed. Because even though I didn't lift any heavier weight, I did the 80 for all the sets rather than the first set was at 70. And on the last set, I got an extra rep out. So I've done an extra three reps with the 80 kilos. So I'm getting stronger in that lift. Yeah. Um, do the same on squats. Do the same on deadlifts. Um, and I do the same on... I don't do the same on pull-ups. I just do three sets of AMRAP on pull-ups. So I just do as many as I can um, with the first two sets, like with one rep left. Because if you go to failure on pull-ups, you can't fucking do it. Yeah, you can't do them again. <laughs> um, so I kind of the first two leave a little bit in, and then the last set kind of go for it. But again, I'm really shit at pull-ups at the moment, so I'm getting around six, seven. Not great. Um, I'm doing pull-ups today. But then after that, go into lat pull-downs or close grip pull-downs, and then single arm rows, etc. Um, cool. Yeah. So in the in that kind of progressive overload. You should really stick to kind of. It's interesting you've gone with weight though, mate. Because I, I, this is this is a this is an interesting topic. Because we were talking about explain, this. I'll explain why in a minute, but carry on. Okay, cool. So I'm going to explain why not, um, and from Dan's perspective. Because in my opinion, um, weight is too much of a jump in overload, and from Dan's perspective, he should be more trained to jump up in weight per set and per week. 
that would be a very much newbie way of looking at it. If he was relatively untrained, he will make more strength gains uh, throughout week to week. I'm going to guess Dan's strength gains are month to month more than anything else, or he's under training and underselling himself at the moment through the weight he's picking. I'm going to go on that side of things because um, I know how Dan trains. Um. <laughs> the reason that I've been using weight as my primary gauge of progressive overload in the first initial 12 weeks of my program is that after coming off the back of a diet, my strength is Ooh, missed. Oh, there we go. So, um, so he is a newbie. Week, there we go. Every Thank week you. I'm feeling like a little bit stronger. I'm feeling like the weight's a little bit lighter and I feel like I'm getting back to my old sort of numbers that I used to have to lift. So it's yep. taken me a few weeks to get to that point. So, um, yeah, I need to basically get back to those numbers. I'm lifting nowhere near as the amount that I used to lift in a height of an off-season before. So that's why, is that when I get back to those numbers that I know I can hit and I'm starting to feel strong on those lifts and I'm starting to notice that, yeah, the weight's kind of stalled, I will then go to going, right, can I add an extra rep now each week or can I add an extra um, set or, or whatever it is? That's when I'll yeah. then go to that. So but initially, I'm halfway, like, we're probably four weeks in, I think I'm four weeks in now to the program, three three weeks into the program that I'm on, and I think by the end of week eight, I will have found those numbers that I'm kind of I'm on. I reckon. Cool. So if you guys are starting to put your, together your program for the back of this advice, you, depending on where you are, if Dan, you're coming out of a show like Dan or a basic diet that Dan was, then by all means you're you you will make gains pretty quickly. So the weight is a perfect consideration. That's looking back at the individuality. Oh, look at that, Dan. All good. It's almost like it works. And then, but from my consideration, I would only ever, right now, I'm not going to jump up in weight per week. I would look at either reps, so either a linear kind of thing or a sets linear kind of thing. So you can do undulating and do strength at the start or daily undulating or weekly undulating. That's fine. But if you want to look at a basic level of just linear model trying to add one or maybe you keep it if you've got a four week meso you go eight reps eight reps week one and two and then nine reps nine reps week that's perfect it's, a, it's still an overload right and then you can see which one was basically easier um it's just going to be a little bit more well a lot slower but probably more attainable which is which is good um i tend i like i like the sets progression i tend to mix and match with that i might go like three weeks of reps so it might go from like eight reps to nine reps to ten reps and then i'd jump them back that down to eight reps but give them another set um because mm. it kind of works out the same really yeah. um so that's i think that's quite fun uh but yeah, that's that's fun apparently to me so that's all right uh <laughs> yeah obviously that kind of if you're doing like sport as well like it can be used for athletic considerations as well for sprints and whatever just make sure the resting times you could do for four to five anaerobic like efforts instead you're still gonna be that's the same kind of principle we're not just talking about bodybuilding on here and the same mm. principle for strength is the principle of overload stands true Right, um, and then the last consideration that I have in my little list as I go through for athletes is variety, and whether you're going to get bored, um, and whether, <laughs> yeah. which is a big thing, right? Athletes get bored real quick, and whether <laughs> after four weeks, do some of the exercises change? Do the range of motions change? Do does it turn into? You've got a seated row into a bent over row or a, a similar kind of rowing exercise or pushing exercise. Um, but that can be down to auto-regulation for a level of 
which maybe a lot of these listeners are, you, yeah. can, you can auto-regulate exercises in and out, like flexible training. So you're like, all right, I've got pull-ups this week. I've been doing them for three weeks, but I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to try and load a lat pull-down pretty heavy and try and replicate that movement and just focus on some squeeze. Um, that would be a perfectly valid um, variety auto-regulation swap in and out from my point of view. Yeah, so I go at the moment. I'm on a. I've got a push A and a push B and a pull A and a pull B. Um, legs stays pretty much the same because we do deadlifts on one of our pull days. Yeah. Um, so we mainly on leg day. It's pretty much squat, RDL, leg extension, hamstring curl. That's pretty much it, really. Like there's nothing crazy in there. Um, and like, I think with legs as well, like the the variety thing is a bit more of an issue. From from a. Uh... A movement point of view, mate. Mm. Is it a consideration to ever do lateral work? No, no. I would no. Like, you, if if anyone was to focus on that aspect, they would like most bodybuilders. Like I suppose squats or whatever. No, most bodybuilders would do um, like adductor or abductor machine. They wouldn't obviously do that movement. I'm not. I'm not from. I'm not saying this from a point of view of like. I would never do it or that I wouldn't get my clients to do it, of course I would, uh, depending on their skill level and their ability. Um, I think the closest thing that female bodybuilders get to that is a, probably a curtsy lunge. Um, <laughs> Which is, sorry, um, yeah, don't do, yeah, don't do curtsy lunges. Don't do do, do Cossack squats. Yeah, do Cossack squats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I don't think it's really a huge, a huge thing that's done, really. Um, I'd be interested to see some bodybuilders get that programmed in. Would you? Yes, I would. I'll speak to all the ones I know. <laughs> I get them to do it, mate. Um, I mean, most of them can pretty much do it on stage anyway. I think. Yeah. Um, well, you can fucking load it. Some of them do the fucking splits are incredible. Yeah. Um, you could yeah, load no, that. I, they would just fine. do. They would just do adductor work, um, or like wide squats or whatever. If they were going to hit their adductors uh, and, like I said, their, and their glutes and abductors, they they do other weights, don't they? So. Yeah. Like like they sit sideways on the leg press and push, you know. Sideways. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, mate. But I hope everybody's followed that in terms of what Dan's gonna do for his programming, and he's actually followed some actually decent details there. So you have got four ways, basically tick off sheets as you start to build your programming up, and then if you're looking at volume, so a lot of people are look at like considerations, thinks forty to seventy sets per muscle group two to three times a week and you probably won't go far wrong if you're using that as a baseline um yeah and if you want something to grow use the top end if you don't if you want it to kind of maintain then use the lower end then what's what's easier than that it's really really like it's it's simple ish it just becomes into exercise selection and maybe i mean i've looked at uh, moderating programs and then I'm like I don't understand why this is here or why have you put this on a cable press next to like some other pressing exercise I was like is it is, does yeah. this athlete need to overload like superset on something or go from a tricep dominant into a push does that does that happen why is mm. that there is, Then, but if you've got a rationale for it then it could be valid um, doesn't mean every rationale is valid which I've recently learned because um, the rationale can be fucking stupid, so let's be fine. 
because it's right next to that other machine. Yeah, but it doesn't make scientific sense. I saw someone today. <laughs> I saw someone PT today, and they took their client from a tricep extension onto the shoulder press machine. I was just like, literally, well, have you broken that? You could have done that the other way around. They'd probably been alright, but. Oh, it's only because it was next to it, mate. That's oh, the only right, reason yeah. to do it. Of course, I'm convinced of it. Um, <laughs> unbelievable, mate. Something to see. Interesting. And if uh, people are actually serious and they start, they actually start looking at mesocycles. That is breaking this. Oh, how do you work it, mate? Are you four weeks? Yeah, I do. Two, I do like four weeks, and I either do two or three. I usually just do two for myself because I get bored i like to change things and but some people could do with if they're a bit more if they are like you said newbies they can do with they should do probably 12 because they need to practice movements and go over them and get accustomed to techniques and things um yeah. a little bit more in my opinion as you start getting more advanced i think you can change things a bit more frequently um because you know what you're doing i suppose whereas i think a newbie sometimes needs to squat for 12 weeks to get better at squatting they don't need to do a squat for four weeks and then go into a leg press or then go into a front squat or then into a lunge they just need to back squat and it's probably gonna be fine for them um so yeah that's kind of and when when you're doing your meso cycles as well this is another consideration that people might have to take into account is what is the focus is there a particular where you'd be like all right well this is a strength meso that's my focus i'm focusing on just strength of pushing exercises or do you just go meh let's just fuck it <laughs> yeah, that's what that's my okay, yeah, <laughs> um, So yeah, basically, again, depending on the on the goal of the client and what phase they're in. So like, people that are in off season have a bit more of a focus on strength and a bit more of a focus on the lower rep ranges at the start of their sessions. Uh, and each week, they have a goal based on what they're doing. So, for example, I might say the first four weeks it's about trying to. Um, either control the weight you're lifting or increase the weight you're lifting or increase the rep you're, you're, you can hit on the AMRAP or whatever. And then, But the overall goal is usually geared around, right, you've got eight weeks. This eight-week block is uh, leg specialization. So we're looking to bring your legs up. So that's why there's more sets of quads, more sets of hamstrings, less of a body. Um, so it's ne- not necessarily about going, oh, I want to increase your bench press strength this four weeks or this eight weeks. It's more about we're looking to focus more volume on a certain body part so that you grow that area because it's a weak area. Um and that tends to be when someone's in more of an off-season. If someone's in a fat-loss phase, again, if they're in newbie, then it doesn't really make a difference. But if they're in a fat-loss phase and they are, um, they, they're not in a position where they can grow in a calorie deficit as efficiently as other people could, then their program's just a bit more kind of balanced, really. And it's more about maintaining intensity or maintaining strength um, in certain cycles. Um, Whereas when someone is in off-season, yeah, they'll be a bit more specific in terms of their goals, which will be around, um, yeah, we kind of know if you're increasing the weight you're lifting on the bar and increasing the amount of volume you're doing in those sessions over the weeks and your weight's going up, we can be pretty sure that you're putting on muscle, basically. Um, But that'll be geared around your weak areas. We go, right, what's the weak area we're going to focus on for the first 12 weeks? So, for example... um, one of my clients at the moment is really focused on his back and his hamstrings and again takes measurements does his pictures all the time and it's like they're fucking growing massively um so in the next phase for him will be right now we're going to balance that program back out again because we've kind of brought those areas up a little bit he's going into a fat loss phase so it'd be a bit more generic um some people i know have got like you know long off seasons again it's just about focusing on those key areas and taking measurements to make sure we know they're growing basically um rather than saying oh i want to you to hit a hundred kilo bench doesn't really matter to me and my clients as much because it's more a case of I know the strength's coming anyway. I know as a byproduct of that, they're going to gain muscle because they're doing enough volume and they're eating enough calories. Um, yeah. So yeah, whereas if it was more, if you're more athlete based, 
obviously you would go right this phase is to work on your 10 meter sprint or whatever i don't know like whatever your goal is going to be um 10 meter sprint round around the snooker table right that's yeah, right. mate, mate, mate. You watch the World Cup, mate. Those two meters, first two meters, most important. They are, yeah. Just you remember that. <laughs> but looking at maybe more of a general population client point of view, if yeah. you're taking on somebody, uh, use the first four weeks as it'd be priorities should be probably injury management number one. Don't get fucking injured because they're not yep. going to retain for afterwards. Um, it's gonna stability, be, instability. <laughs> focus on uh, just. I would just focus on skill acquisition of movement. Yeah. Um, mobility, get, stability. Get yeah. Mobility, stability. But no, let's, let's use fancy terms, right? So skill acquisition of, of movement. Um, and then <laughs> it'll be a, a gentle increase of volume. And I would just use reps. I'd just like, yep. you're going to do one rep more each week. Fucking every I single time. I with, think with, with general clients, I remember when I was you know, training them, it was... You know, it was a case of, like you say, the first thing was don't fucking injure them, for one. Um, number one, every single... That's number is, one, like any client you've got. Any the transition client. should go, reduce injury risk, mechanical progression, increase load. Those are your yeah. three big things. And then... And then, and like you say, then it then it comes down to that, you know, I'm just going to speak in layman's terms here, Tom, rather than, you know, the, the biomechanics chat you were just saying. But basically, <laughs> firstly, make sure you don't fuck them up. Secondly, make sure they, they can move properly and they can move well. Thirdly, then load that movement and get them stronger. Like that's pretty much it, really. That but is. in that order, don't try and reverse it around or anything like that. And again, like don't load a really poorly performed movement pattern. It's just not going to end well. Um, make sure they can do it first, and make sure they're stable, they're mobile, they can get good range, um, all that sort of stuff. So it could be with a client, you know, for the first four to eight weeks that they just get a good looking squat. That could be your goal, right? Yeah. And then that's a bit more video. You can video that rather than going, oh, well, I want you to squat 80 kilos. No one cares. It's about the movement and how it looks. Then from that position, you can then build on that squat. It's a lot easier to build upon a very, very good squat than it is to take a shit squat, tear it apart, rebuild it, and then build it up again. 100%. Um, that's a lot of hard work. So, <laughs> a bit right around. Yeah. I think that's a. Uh decent overview of what people should be looking at hopefully when they're programming i think yeah hopefully don't listen to that fucking kill instagram basically <laughs> or should we tag him in this show and then he can he can listen to it yeah he could do and we could we could i mean we've quoted some research out there i mean probably not enough so i'm just a fitness guru though mate so yeah it's fine uh yeah mate so bring that to a close what i thought it'd be interesting to do mate um because I don't know if everybody does that. It's kind of what we do in stupid things, but it's a room 101 of fitness and nutrition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So off the top of your head, I would like you to bring one thing in the fitness or nutrition injury. Let's go nutrition industry that okay. you would like to bin off. Oh, man, there's so many fucking things. I know, you got to pick one. Keto. <laughs> Keto, go. Explain. You've got two minutes. I mean, who the fuck wants to live a life without carbohydrates in it? Like... How do you how do you eat out at a restaurant for one? Like, how's that gonna happen? Oh, do you want some bread with that, sir? No, thanks. I can't. I'm on keto. <laughs> do you want um, pizza? No, I can't. I'm on keto. Do you want pasta? So you come to an Italian restaurant. What do you expect to order? Like, what? Literally, what could you eat? Oh, the the pesto, just spoonfuls of pesto with chicken. I I just don't. And even then, like the other thing with the keto diet that pisses me off is you can't actually eat that much protein. It's just fat. Like the worst macronutrient of the lot, right? Fat. You just have to eat fat. So like butter bombs and like olive oil shakes like who wants to fucking eat that or drink that even your breath fucking hums absolutely stinks you hate weight training because you've got no energy to do it 
Um, not only that, you've probably got no mates because no one wants to invite you around for dinner because you can't eat anything. Um, and thirdly, you probably... That's it, actually. I think that's it. That's There's it. no thirdly. That's it. Like, anything... Do you want more than that? I mean... No, you've had a minute, mate. Yeah, that's, that's fine, mate. That's absolutely mate. fine. Get rid and of it. Get rid of keto. Dan's from Nutrition. Plus, I'm the... plus, you can get rid of avocados then as well. <laughs> I should like avocados. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it's not too bad. So just, that's been that's been built up more than it actually is. A I thing. know, really. But really good it's, mate, it's a it's hundred percent new concept. So I'm going to come for the, the the side of fitness, and we're going to get actually we should probably get listeners to decide which we'll we'll put the both of the vote up. So on the side of fitness, I want to bin off, and it's always something I ranted at before the fucking podcast is fucking donkey air kickbacks, glute kickbacks is basically they don't fit in anybody mechanical progression you cannot overload them because you can't fucking overload air it's pointless it doesn't fit in this rep range that we've got for 40 to 70 what 40 to 70 volumes of what i just you can't you what can't, if you get fatter yeah oh great so we're gonna have to get fatter <laughs> to get bigger glutes so we have more mass on our leg to kick yeah. back Therefore, it doesn't work. Your glute's not going to work like that. Also, within the mechanical progressions of like, oh, how hard is hip extension? It doesn't fucking fit. I was like, just wait a minute. Like, turn yourself over. Do the same thing. Shit, now you're doing a single leg glute bridge. Now you've got some load elicited on there. Just do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm putting forward the donkey. You look like donkey. Yeah, kick, air, kick, back, glute thing that is kind of frillied around. You can even put the weight in, like, the middle of your knee on the back, which must be fucking uncomfortable that I've seen mm. that done. Don't understand that. It's not doing anything. Also, where you, if you really wanted to do something, then you would have to elongate your leg and have it straight if you really wanted to kick back and not, like, up in the air, kicking up. Don't get it. Fuck off. So, yeah, you've got kickbacks or uh, keto. Put the vote out Ke- tomorrow, mate. Keto wins. Keto wins. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to see who's going to room one on one, mate. Um, but you have a stupid thing on the internet as well. Oh, mate, I've got, actually got two things. One thing I've just picked up on actually because because um, we, we didn't this. have we didn't have one. Even though AJ's list is what well is was an avid listener of the show, we didn't actually do stupid things with him, which he probably would have enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, basically, uh, Rakesh texted me the other day. Our lovely Rakesh. Classic Rakesh. Um, and he uh, he texted me the other day. And I realised I forgot to put this in. It's a stupid thing. He sent it to me in, the, in May. Um, so, yeah, there's... Um, on the Independent, and this is in May, 4th of May, Independent, um, there is now a, um, a plus-size fashion brand launches their first Beach Body Ready campaign. So they did the adverts, the similar to the Are You Beachbody Ready that got criticised all over the place, um, with three fat ladies in bikinis saying, we're Beachbody Ready. Well, I'm offended by that. So, for one. Um, I don't get it. I don't get how that's allowed. I literally don't fucking get it. Um, I don't, I don't doing see how, it you, is like... how you can celebrate being fat. I don't get it. I don't understand it. How it's perfectly acceptable to put up it's, 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 it's not of normal people. Like celebration of being unhealthy is Yeah. Yeah. Celebration of being a greedy fuck. Well done. Like <laughs> I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. You're greedy and you're lazy. Well done, let's celebrate that. No, let's not. Um anyway, before I go off on a rant that's probably gonna be in trouble with that one. Um <laughs> that and then the second thing was I just picked up this, so I bought some supplements um the other day. Shock horror. No. Um 
And I Mate, you're not them. you're not ready for supplements. I know, I know. Yeah. And I brought them from a place called Healthspan, and it was my first order with them. Um, so I got a lovely little booklet, which is your A to Z guide of vitamins and minerals. Oh, nice! Kiss. And I was just flicking through it. Uh, you know, We've done one of those before as well. On the um, on the call, and I just opened up the back page. Just the back. I just opened up the back page, and it says zinc. Zinc is essential. Is an essential trace element. It is. It's very true. Yeah. Um, acts as an antioxidant and is essential for the proper function of over a hundred different enzymes. Now, zinc is very, very important. Very, very good for immune function. I couldn't believe this bit though. The recommendation here it says, a hundred grams of Brazil nuts yield half the daily target of zinc for women, along with seven hundred fucking calories. <laughs> like, how is that a like? How is that advice? Like, I don't understand. So. You'd have to have double that to get the actual amount you need. So that is 1,400 calories to hit your zinc target from Brazil nuts. Probably not a good source of zinc then, are they? <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, how is that? How is that allowed? I don't understand. I don't know. Again, like, again, recommended dosages of, of vitamin C. Dosages of 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams are widely used. A 225 milliliter glass of fresh orange juice supplies 124 milligrams. Brilliant. So you're going to have to have a litre of orange juice to get 500 milligrams. Like, stick to selling supplements. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's mental. Like, Can this you... is the people get. Like, this is the A to Z guide, apparently. And then they're going to be chowing down on all of that shit just to Can get their zinc in. Can you imagine eating 100 grams of Brazil nuts and going, oh, well, you know. I've got my zinc. I've got to get them in because I've got my zinc in. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they were the two things that, um, that that cropped up that really confused me. Yeah, um, that, that is confusing. I mean, we could probably sit and pull apart that, that guide. Oh, I mean, we could, mate. I mean, we'll... I mean, how long are we up? Um, now we're we're at tight forty five right now, so we'll we'll call it there. I think before right. Dan goes, you can you can listen to uh, I don't know. You'll probably feature it on uh, biceps and banner at some point. You just you just sit there with just seven hundred calories of uh, Brazil nuts. Just be like zinc, mate. Got to get my zinc in. Just frying it up. So you good? Amazing, mate. Good show. Very good. Infor- informative, I think. Very good. Always, I hope. mate. Every single show is informative. <laughs> Right, go vote on our fucking Instagram stories. But Dan's got more followers than me, so he's... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he tr- tries a hell of a lot harder. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I try, but then I get all the fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. every, every one... I've got valued followers that don't troll me, so it's all right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I need some of them. Right. Um, there's no news, my end. All good. No, no news for me. No news anywhere from uh, our little show. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks to AJ that was coming on last week. Go if you haven't listened to that one. Go yeah, listen to it. A lot of good feedback on that episode. A lot sorry. of good feedback on it. Um, it's not very often we actually get bodybuilders on. Really, it is. We tend to, to go away from it because they, they're on fucking everybody else's shows. Tell who's so. in charge here, can't we? <laughs> so we talked to you enough, mate. Um, so yeah, go give that a listen. Go live and. What have we got about nearly 70 ratings? Let's bump that over 70. Yeah, go and give us a rating. Go and give us a review, guys. Come on, let's bump some reviews <laughs> up that. Come on, let's get to 75. Five of you. Five of you who haven't yet reviewed the, reviewed the show, please go and do it now. That would really help. <laughs> yeah, done. All right. Um, and on the back of that, we will catch you next week. See you later. <laughs>